So believe it or not, I actually saw the sun a few days ago. Really. Contrary to popular assumption that that warm, glowing orb hasn't left us completely in the lurch yet this season. But let's just be honest with each other. All of us are really looking forward to a miraculous turn in the weather over the coming months so that we can get out to cottages, backyards, and day trips around our beautiful Wellington County. Soon, your eagerness will likely drive you to the point of panic the moment that that forsaken sun appears once more. When it appears, your gut response will likely be to dash for the car keys and cram a backpack full of food essentials, towels, flip-flops, sunscreen, a camera, water bottles, and gosh, you just ran out of room before you could fit in the bug spray and a book. We'll try again. First the flip-flops, then the sunscreen, the bug spray, the book, snacks, water bottles, and not again, you're out of space. You don't care. You run for the door, leaving your camera and the towels behind. With a season like we're having, the sun will likely be gone again tomorrow. You don't have time to rethink and repack the bag properly. So, of course, that was just a made-up illustration. However, anyone who has packed up a bag, a car, a suitcase in real life knows the perils of fitting it all in. Space is limited, and sometimes packing requires thoughtfulness and planning. A general rule for packing efficiently is this. Priorities dictate capacity. So that means the way you prioritize and lay out the things that you want to pack will determine the capacity which you're able to fit into a space more comfortably and effectively. My friends, Dan and Kayla Anderson, are fans of that organization guru, Mary Kondo. They know rules like this very well. Even though we can't technically see it or touch it, time actually follows the same basic rule. In some ways, even more so. You see, you can always try to save up and buy a bigger bag or a bigger house, but no matter how hard you try, you'll never be able to afford more time. Time is limited. You only get so much of it. And so how you use the time you have been given is actually a constant focus throughout the scriptures. You can reference places like Psalm 90 or Ephesians 5, 15 and 16 to see what I'm talking about. We all need to be responsible for how we fill up the time. In fact, one of the biggest barriers to healthy relationships, a healthy prayer life, and healthy participation with God's love for our neighborhoods and our community is simply that we have far too little time to spare. Now, in general, we are a hurried, filled-up, and hyper-scheduled culture. And what's more, as we looked at this past Monday... There is no stop to the new stories and events streaming around us moment by moment. To be healthily engaged with each other, with God and with our neighbors, many of us, myself included, must grow to become far more intentional with the way that we pack up our limited time. Much like the way we properly pack a bag, prioritizing as we go. The Sunday morning song leaders at Central have been reading through a book together called What's Best Next. The main idea of the book is that while there are many good things that we can be doing, many good things that we can fit into our bags, 
it's healthy to regularly ask what is the best thing to be doing in light of our limited time. Even the good in our lives may be distracting from what's best. It's a good idea, then, to regularly remind ourselves and each other of what Jesus says is best and most important and to begin with those priorities first. Jesus' priorities, what he said was the best, were for us to grow in love for God and love for our neighbors, those who are around us as we go about the day. All other priorities in our lives should be fit in according to this main thing, love. And now, this is far more practical than it may seem to some of us at first. For instance, when love becomes the central thing in our lives, we almost certainly begin to slow down a bit. You see, love takes time. It's not hurried or rushed. Love pays attention. It listens to. It sees. It really cares. When love becomes central to us, some of the distractions and the time stealers in our lives will begin to fall away. Some of those optional extras that use up so much of our time may be let go of or at least lessened. And you will only know what these are for you. When love becomes central, we grow to become more interruptible. Our schedules don't go out the window by any means, but the people, including those in our own homes, who interrupt our lives may very well become a focus of attention, of grace, and of prayer. I can't tell you what this will look like for you, but I do wonder, in what ways might you be packed so tight that the best is actually being left behind. If your time is stuffed to the brim, what is just one thing you can do or not do to live at a more unhurried, uncluttered, and interruptible pace? Take time to look at your calendar and do a bit of an audit of how you've spent your time over the last couple weeks. Are there some things, even good things, which could be filling up and squeezing out your ability to engage and love those around you in an unhurried, uncluttered, and willing way. And, of course, are there things which are squeezing out your ability to pray, to grow in with your love for God? You are encouraged to prayerfully and humbly reflect on this with your family your friends, and of course, with the spirit of love in you. Bless you today.